studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Words have power. What we say matters. How we treat each other matters. The expectations and standards we set in how we address this pandemic matter. Can't disagree. What? 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 Where's the other one? The other. It's important the, to recognize that this surge did not spontaneously arise only out of fears regarding the coronavirus pandemic. Some of this blame lies squarely on political leaders who have demonized China, both because of the virus and ongoing geopolitical tensions, and in turn, Asian Americans have fallen in harm's way. So that's the chair of the committee looking into the supposed backlash against Asians because of COVID. I'm not saying the, the, the violence is supposed, but I'm saying that it's around COVID mm. is supposed, because I'm not mm. convinced that that's what's going on there. And that's the that sure. may be a, a percentage of violent acts against Asians in America, but it's certainly not all of it. But that's the chair of the committee saying, and this rhetoric blaming, saying negative things about China. What does he say exactly there? But that... Oh, my God. At the very day that the Biden administration is meeting with the, the, the Chinese for the first time, and the New York Times has got a big article about how we're on a collision course with two nations, and we're taking a harder line and everything like that, you've got a congressman saying, no more bad mouth in China. That's not right. Holy cow. Play that the, the clip again, the important one. It's important to recognize that this surge did not spontaneously arise only out of fears regarding the coronavirus pandemic. Some of this blame lies squarely on political leaders who have demonized China, both because of the virus and ongoing geopolitical tensions, and in turn, Asian Americans have fallen in harm's way. Demonizing the most evil regime on earth, which has millions of people in concentration camps, has slave labor all over the country, is bent on geopolitical dominance and vanquishing the United States, and Jared, Gerald freaking Nadler, who was at the heart of the Russian collusion hoax for two plus years, he's saying we need to be softer on the Chinese communists. And today, there's a report out from the WHO. Their um, report has been postponed at least a week on the origin of the COVID because they still can't get enough cooperation out of China to do a full report and release it to the world of where did this thing start, how did it start? Because China's not cooperating at all. But according to Jerry Nadler there, you're not supposed to say anything negative about China? That's crazy. And wow. by the way, I, there was an interesting guest on Shannon Bream's show. Um, he's a medical investigator, person of some sort. And he said this idea. So America and China uh, were working together at this lab there in Wuhan. We've talked about this before. And the, the cover story is that a lot of countries in the world, including the United States, have been working on trying to make worse viruses. It's something you do to try to prepare for a bad virus. It, uh, it gives you knowledge into how they uh, you know, recreate themselves and how you'd come up with a vaccine and all that sort of stuff. They claim it's a smart thing to do. But what he was saying is the line between creating a virus that's worse to study it and creating a, a virus that's worse to have around as a bioweapon, how the hell would you determine that? And he's absolutely right. How would you determine that from a China's standpoint? 
oh, we're we're just we're doing the same thing everybody else is doing. We're just trying to make as bad a virus as possible that uh, the, you know it's so easy to transmit and kills lots of people. So we can study it. That's why. Okay, all you got to do is keep a vial of it in the back room, and now all of a sudden you've got a bioweapon. Yeah, well, that's undeniable. It's true. I happen to think it was sloppiness at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. I, I find that in, that uh, evidence extremely compelling. But no, you're it was, right. It was fast frozen food that came in from Nebraska. Oh, that's shut what up. It was. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, I was just rereading Politico's big piece about um, how clear it is it, it came out of that lab. And now you have the WHO saying, we can't even put out a report. China just won't help. I mean, come on. And Jerry Nadler saying it's political rhetoric against China. It's causing these poor Asians across America to be attacked. I don't know if Gerald Nadler is a Chinese agent or he's just soft on the communists or what. But that, you know, I don't long for the days of people being persecuted for being, you know, left. But that's an insane thing to say. He's also the guy who said Antifa is a myth. So, yeah, that's right. He's a nut. Yeah, he is a nut. And he pooped his pants. On video a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> wow. I wouldn't, make fun, sick I wouldn't make fun of everybody for that. You know, uh, when I'm older and I have health problems someday, I, you know, I might go through the same sort of thing. But eh, since I don't like him, I'll go ahead and point out. He pooped his pants. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of these days, today's not the day. I really want to hear uh, about the, uh, the the incident with kids offering your kids drugs. Uh, um, but I yeah. want to get back into the Wuhan virology lab because the stuff I've been reading, you really ought to hear it at some point. So I think I talked on our podcast. We do a podcast after the show every single day. So if you listen to this show podcasted, you should uh, check out the one more thing podcast. You can go to armstrongandgetty.com to hear that. But I think I talked and, on the podcast. And if, just real quickly, if you're listening on the air right now and you miss a segment or whatever, we repackage them as podcasts. It's uh, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. That's at armstrongandgetty.com or wherever podcasts are distributed. Awesome. I think it was on the podcast where I talked about my, my son is super into going to the skateboard park and scootering. Loves it. It's like his passion. The way... Earlier generations used to get passionate about baseball or basketball or football or something. He is about scootering and getting better at it. He actually even told me yesterday, he said, it's more of a sport for me now than even just for something for fun. He comes home drenched in sweat after hours of doing that. Wow. And he texted me on his new communication device he got from his for his birthday. I just landed a 180 coming out of the bowl. He was so excited. Wow. But uh, some teenagers offered him and his friends drugs yesterday. I was worried about the sketchy crowd that hangs out at the skateboard park, and they actually offered drugs to 11-year-olds. Uh, I want to I want to give it, fill in a few more of the details when we come back. And, um, and what you're going to do about it? Uh, how to handle the situation? So if you, if you got any ideas, uh, text line four one five two nine five KFTC. More. On the- The Armstrong and Getty Show. And finally, it was announced yesterday that Tiger Woods will be featured on the PGA 2K video game, though for obvious reasons, he's being removed from Mario Kart. (laughs) Jiminy. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you can make that joke. He was the only guy who got hurt. He got hurt bad, but wow. Well, I think he was probably ambient up. He did it to himself. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so, my son has been super into going to the skateboard park since he was uh, real little. He started with skateboarding and then he moved on to scootering. Scootering is way more popular than skateboarding now, at least. It is? The I had no I'm idea. With. Oh, huh. yeah. All the cool people are uh, are scootering, and the tricks they do are just amazing. And the one guy he idolizes at the skateboard park is actually sponsored by a couple of uh, different people. Guy is just... It's like the ballet on a scooter. It's, it's just amazing. Anywho, I was talking on a, on our podcast a while back that it, it worried about the sketchier uh, element of the skateboard crowd. A buddy of mine, his uh, kids are older, but his daughter, he used to take the skateboard park, and he said, yeah, it's always, you know, I was always had to keep my eye on a part of the crowd there. It's a, it's a, it's a big stoner hanging out there, ne'er-do-well crowd, not really doing that much skateboarding, whatever. And it wasn't a big deal when I was going there uh, with my son and keeping an eye on him, but he's gotten older, and I was, you know, wanting to let him have the the freedom that you get is you get to be older and kid, and he's with his buddy, he scooters over to the skateboard park, and I got him a, a phone so he could text me and stuff like that, just because he, not a phone, I got him a watch so he can text me on his watch. Because he had a horrible crash a while back, and he was actually limped to somebody's house and knocked on the door with his face all bloody. And oh my and, gosh, I thought probably better that you can text me. Yeah, there's always been sketchy-ish people hanging around. It's gotten sketchier. I think one of the problems is a couch showed up. <laughs> that's a. I'm sorry. That's funny. I I think I get it, but that's funny. I didn't think about it at the time. I didn't even think about it until last night. The couch showing up brought in a worse element that hangs around longer. And apparently, there's now two couches. <laughs> I haven't been there in a while. They wanted to be there, but they just there was no seating. <laughs> <laughs> so this couch showed up. And this is when I remember I told Sean this story about how there were some girls there that I think went off to smoke pot when I was there a couple of weeks ago. These three girls were sitting on the couch, and then one of them said, they don't, hey, hey, come on, let's go for a walk. And then they took off, and they walked over this hill together, and then they went in somebody's car and sat there for like 15 minutes, and then they came back. And I think they I think they were smoking pot. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, So now there's people hanging around. Uh, just, just It's become kind of a party spot, and apparently... I get a, well, my son comes back from scootering last night, really happy, sweaty. He'd done a bunch of tricks he'd never done before. He's very exciting. Then I got a phone call from um, his best friend's mom, and he said, did Sam tell you what happened at the skateboard park? And I said, no, he didn't say anything. He said, some of the teenagers there offered him drugs. I said, what? She said, yeah, my son came home, and uh, and he said, yeah, some of the kids wanted us to take some Molly. I didn't know what that oh, was. Gosh. And oh I, I actually don't know what Molly is. What is Molly? It's like a party drug. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a, a rave drug. It's uh, straight out of the uh, ecstasy uh, family. And she said, well, did you take it? And he said, no, we didn't take anything. He said, are, are, are you being honest with me? Because it's very important. If you did try it, I need you to get to the, the ER, and I need to call the other kids and everything like that. This is a big deal. And he said, no, I didn't even know what they were talking about. So he just said no. And they were, they were also breaking beer bottles, and they kept offering us Molly. And uh, so I asked my son about it. He was completely oblivious that this had happened somehow. I think as he was so dialed in on doing his 180s out of the bowl that he must not have hurt him or, or something. But anyway, um, I uh, I was getting angrier and angrier as she was telling me about this. I mean, I was furious. I was wanting to drive over there right that instant. Because, um, again, you're talking about kids who are not 11, even teenagers. 11-year-old. You offered, you offered drugs <clears throat> to my 11-year-old and his wow. friends. 
Um, so I'm going to endeavor to find out who these kids are and have quite a stern talking with them in which I want them to feel like I'm a lunatic who may beat their ass because I am a lunatic that might beat their ass is a, is the reason they might feel that way. Right. But I yeah, also, I, I get it. I also would like to tell them, I know for a fact, I'll, I'll look this up today. I'll talk to the cops. I know for a fact that uh, giving drugs to children is a pretty big crime. It's going to change your life, at least for the short term. You get caught giving drugs to kids. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's not a good thing to do. Or even offering them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I was going to call the city today and see if I can get the couch removed. I think that would help because it's become a thing where people show up and they drink beer and do drugs and hang, sit on the couch. Take the couch somewhere else. I live in a town that is more open to sketchiness than a lot of towns are. But I have other friends who live in towns that couldn't be more different than mine. They have the same problems with the skateboard park. There's just something about the skateboard park crowd mm-hmm. uh, universally. Yeah, yeah. Well, as a guy who was crazy into rock and roll as a kid, and still am, uh, yeah, there's there's more um, uh, fringy behavior among uh, people playing in garage bands than there were, you know, in, in some other things kids could be the doing. The chess but club. Probably. On the other hand, the more I think about it, my buddies on the football team were just getting hammered. <laughs> um. Hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's troubling. I wonder, and, and you handle it the way you want, but uh, you know, we have connections. I wonder if you could get the cops to go over there and and have a word, or were, would you prefer the uh, a little more Buford Pusser, walking tall, nineteen seventies, scary old man uh, persona? <laughs> yeah, and what and what sucks, and so my and and my son actually started crying when I started telling him about this, and it's because he's just so upset because he thought he's not going to get to go anymore. And I said, no, we'll keep going, but we're, we might have to, like, I might have to go with you. But, you know, it's not the same thing as him and his friends got to go off on their own to the skateboard park and do their thing and kind of be older kids. And he feels like it kind of got ruined by these scumbag freaking idiots, which it yeah. did, at least temporarily. I, a part of me wonders whether they were joking and an well, 11-year-old wouldn't pick up on that. Yeah, well, why don't you go to a schoolyard today? And jokingly offer some children some drugs and see if the police think that's funny. Oh yeah, no, I hear you. I totally hear you. Um, I mean, but that would be—that's aberrant behavior to the point of being bizarre. I know. I'm going to furnish some kids with some drugs. Some little—they were probably stoned out of their mind. You don't always make the uh, the best judgments when you're doing yeah, that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you're drinking beer and doing Molly in the afternoon as a as a teenager, you might not have been making the best uh, decisions. Right. Right. Wow. That's too bad. Remember, I called the police one time on the people smoking uh, pot in the bathroom, which is about 100 feet from there, uh-huh. and I felt like a narc, but I don't know. It's just disappointing. I don't know what you do about it. <laughs> I think it's important that you realize the uh, the difference in the, the substances being used in those two scenarios, and that uh, overreacting in this one seems pretty hard to do. Molly is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's a pretty it's a serious psychoactive drug powder form of ecstasy, from what I understand. Um, <clears throat> and I'm sure. So would different... that be a Schedule One or whatever you call it? I like... mean, technically pot is too, but but uh-huh. it, it, it is yeah. It, from your perspective, I think it's important to realize that that is mm. it is not akin to hey hey kids want to get high mm-hmm. right? It, it, that's not what that is. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, well, just uh, yeah, just be careful. Being right often is not a defense, uh, you know, in today's litigious, ridiculous world. 
Yeah, you I've, can carry an axe handle, just don't use the axe well, handle. Well, yeah, I'm not going to hit a kid with an axe handle. Although, uh, <laughs> um, if I ended up in the news for trying to stop teenagers from giving 11-year-old drugs, I'll take that media hit. Sure. Yeah, why not? Good God. Yeah. You know, speaking of the different sorts of towns in America, I know what's going on with the public schools in your part of the world, how they're still, they're pretending to open, but they're not open. Nobody's learning. Nobody's there in person. Just got a uh, an email from a teacher friend who's just a couple of towns over. I mean, you could you could you could drive from one school to another in 15 minutes, but it's a liberal county, conservative county. Net conservative county, the schools are wide free. Well, they're almost wide open. They're still alternating days. Uh, they are going to be completely eight periods a day open, I think, in two weeks. They Stone's all need throw. to be. They all need to be. That's part of why you got so many kids hanging around the skateboard park uh, doing Molly in the afternoon. The schools are closed. Yeah. And the Zoom yeah. thing's a joke. And California's 49th in getting kids back in school. Only Maryland is worse. Way to go, Maryland. I thought that Hogan guy was uh, supposed to be a big deal. The yeah, governor there. Hogan. What's going on there in uh, Colonel Clink's uh, Maryland? (laughs) Anybody with any advice, law enforcement, uh, counselor, otherwise, how to handle this? Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. First of all, did he actually mean this? And secondly, if he did, why is it not getting more conversation? Something Joe Biden said in his interview with George Stephanopoulos the other day. Do you have to say quite clearly, don't come? Yes, I can say quite clearly, don't come. And what we're in the process of getting set up, and it's not going to take a whole long time, is to be able to apply for asylum in place. So don't leave your town or city or community. We're going to make sure we have facilities in those cities and towns run by DHS and also access with HHS, the Health and Human Services, to say you can apply for asylum from where you are right now. Oh, got it. So just don't come yet. We're not quite ready. And by the way, don't trouble yourself. We'll come to you. We're going to spend whatever it takes to make the whole process easier for you so that more people from your country can move to our country entirely at our expense. That's our promise to the world. And we hate ourselves enough that you know we mean it. So that was Tucker's take on it. It is it is interesting. And, you know, how much do we owe the rest of the hemisphere in terms of your country sucks? So we'll build a giant building there at taxpayers' expense to try to uh, to make this more um, uh, uh, convenient in terms of getting you into our country. Uh, as low scale, uh, as low, um, uh, what do you call it? low skilled labor? Yeah. What, what's the theory there? You know, I I see the point and I get it. Although I think in practice, the whole stay in your town, stay in your city thing, that was the Trump policy. Okay. Well, that's... apply for asylum where you are. We're not letting you in. Right. So that's where it gets confusing. And Byron York and the Washington Examiner today is saying, is that what Biden meant to say? Or did he confuse a couple of words? And Byron York explains a little bit. The plain meaning of Biden's words to Stephanopoulos goes far beyond a single program. He wasn't referring to just parents and children. He asked for all asylum seekers to stay in their home country and apply for asylum from there. 
If that were true, and if asylum seekers followed his advice, neither which is likely to be the case, he thinks Biden meant refugee and not asylum, that he got his word wrong. Get your words correct, Jack. But if what Biden said is technically true, uh, that would be a major change in the way asylum is granted and would be a shock to Republicans and Democrats. The vast majority of asylum seekers are not granted asylum which mean that people would say in Guatemala, apply and be rejected over and over again and never physically come to the United States. Uh-huh. So we would greatly lessen the number of people that are coming to this country or even trying to get in if we're saying, no, you got to do it there, and they almost always get rejected. So that's the end of that. You know what? I've got to admit, I get a little hazy when it comes to the difference between asylum and refugee status. I'm not. I'm not really up on that. I could. I. I. I, I will for you folks, but I hadn't picked up on that subtlety. Uh, yeah, I think if you get to the border and you just say my country is crappy, I want to come in here. You're a refugee. But an asylum is a more thorough. Um, I'm not finding the right word. A more. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> More paperwork, official sort of thing. Rigorous. To do. Rigorous. Yeah. There you go. A more I get your word straight, Jack. Rigorous sort of thing to do. And he was sort of <laughs> suggesting that everybody that does that should stay in their own country and apply and probably be rejected. And so then you won't be coming at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is why he hasn't had any press conferences. And Byron York said, I don't think there's a chance that that's what he meant. Huh. Well, I'm sure that will fall out and Jen Pasaki will be explaining it to, you know. Probably this afternoon. Uh Meanwhile, and I think this is important to remember, there is an enormous crisis on the border uh, involving uh, adults and thousands and thousands of unaccompanied children and teenagers, and there's nowhere to put them. They're being housed in cages, uh, worse, more crowded than the Trump administration, despite the reticence of the mainstream media to report on it. They're having to ship them off to military bases. Nobody knows what to do. It's a huge problem. And uh, the president of the National Border Patrol Council last night said officers are overwhelmed. It's a spiraling crisis. A week ago, I would not have called this a crisis. Today, it meets the definition. We are overwhelmed. About 4,000 migrant children being held uh, by the board, at the Border Patrol. Now, Every, I think most of you know that. You've read about that. You've heard about it. You've seen it on TV. What you might not have heard is there was a gun battle between two of the cartels in the United States, in one of the border towns. I think it was Tuesday. Um, it's a regular occurrence on the Mexican side of the border. Open warfare in the streets between the Mexican cartels. Um, in this case, uh, scrolling down, why is this laid out like this? What's the matter with the internet? Uh, anyway, what's, two of them. What's the matter with the internet? Well, it's just, it's just, that would weird. be a good podcast. What's the matter with the internet? Uh, where do I start? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, let's see. Where is that? I want to get the, it's the Zetas on the one side and the, uh, What's the name of the other cartel? I can't remember. You know, you can't tell the players without a scorecard. But the point is, if we start seeing regular open gun battles in the United States between the Mexican cartels, uh, that's got to make the news sooner or later. And people are not going to put up with that. Although it's, you know, what's it's so dishonest, the media. I remember... Uh, we've been on, uh, in Phoenix for a long time. My folks live in the Phoenix area. Jacks, uh, do as well, at least part of the time. And there was a huge problem with kidnappings there. And they would have these, uh, what was the term they, they used for the house? This is oh, before they moved on to French bulldogs. 
It was uh, the Gulf Cartel and the Los Zetas, anyway. Um, but they had a huge problem with the illegal immigrants would get across the border, and then the coyotes would say, yeah, you're not quite home free yet. Uh, here's a gun. Get in the car. Get in this house. We're going to hold you prisoner until your relatives send us another $1,000. Huge problem with that. They busted these uh, prison houses on a regular basis, but nobody would write about it in the mainstream media because it just it, it had kind of an anti-immigrant feel or it might lend weight to the crazy lunatic right that wants to control the border. And so it was a dirty little secret for a long time. Well, if there's open warfare in the streets, that secret's going to get out. Back to the what did Biden say versus what did he mean conversation. I'll read more of Byron York's uh, column. Maybe let explain it to us. Biden might have been confusing the words asylum and refugee. United States law requires that applications for asylum come from people who are already physically present in the United States. Applications for refugee status from people in countries abroad are limited, although the president can raise the limits. So him saying, apply for asylum in your home country is nonsensical, it sounds like. Oh. Um, in any event, many Democrats will argue that the asylum seekers or the ref- refugee applicants' home countries are so dangerous or that conditions are so terrible that would-be border crossers cannot safely stay home. They must come to the United States first and then have their cases evaluated. Biden's suggest- suggestion, were it actually followed, would enrage large parts of the Democratic base. Ah, uh, yeah, he just screwed up. You think he just got his words wrong, Jack? Yep, I do. It was malarkey is what it was. <laughs> you know what? It was. Which which you're absolutely right. That is why he's not having a press conference. Because he could have two or three of those. And you spend, uh, you know, a week or a month cleaning that up. No, no, I, did, I meant a refugee, not asylum. I meant a refugee. Okay, well, that's not what you said. Is that a change of policy or is that what you... Okay. And then you have his tendency to make stuff up and invent incidents that may or may not have happened. And uh, oh boy, although, this idea is a bunch of malarkey. Although arguing against myself, I kept thinking that would happen in one of the debates, and it never did. He no, held it together in the debates because they gave him a big giant shot in the ass. Well, so he gets that that drug the doctors told us about that you you used to to rally for folks with the dementia. So they, they gave him a big fat shot in the ass, and Doctor Trump there. So they give him some Adderall before the press conference. Same result, right? Yeah, probably. Probably. And yet he hasn't had a press conference. So, I mean, if you're right, why not? He's going to have as few as possible. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, yeah they're holding out as long as they can. And and now they got to be a little worried that they've built it up. Because if he'd have had one two months ago, I wouldn't even have watched it, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, right. I'll wait for the headlights, I'll, uh, headlines, headlines, I'll wait for the headlights. I'll, <laughs> I'll wait indefinitely for headlights. <laughs> I get your word straight, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now I think he's built up like this. It's going to be like a must see TV pay-per-view event. He's, he's, it's gotten so much attention. Right. Meanwhile, his administration is meeting in Alaska with China, a confrontation of corn poppy and dimensions. Exactly. We're going to let him know what time it is. I hope. <laughs> exactly. It's going to bring his apology chain. This, it's very serious that you can't joke about our conflict with China. And I shouldn't have. And I apologize. Do you? I do. Do you? You remember how you used to take the ICBMs and bang them on the curb to get them rusty? <laughs> put them out by the rain barrel? Yeah. During the opium wars? You remember that? Oh, <laughs> the, man. The Boxer Rebellion. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I said, we should probably break. Oh, yeah, it's the waning moments yeah. of the show. We're starting yeah. to get a little loopy. It happens. <laughs> Text line 415-295-KFTC. Pro- productive segment, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. registered Republican, but there are only two parties with really any heft, and the Republican Party is closer to my thing than others, and the Republican Party is moronic. So breaking news, the Senate just confirmed Javier Basara as the uh, Secretary of Health and Human Services, because the Republicans used all their capital on that uh, other woman. Oh, Neera Tandon? Because she had some mean tweets. She actually, policy-wise, is much closer to what Republicans want than what you would generally expect. Yeah, she's a Clinton Democrat. Yeah, she's a Clinton Democrat. So policy-wise, she was much better, but she had some mean tweets. So they spent all their capital on fighting that one and made sure she had to uh, withdraw her nomination. Whereas Javier Becerra, who's actually an extremist on all kinds of things that Republicans care about. He's horrible. Universal health care, abortion, he's an actual nightmare on the subject of abortion. He just got confirmed without any attention because they used all their energy on the mean tweet gal. You're stupid. Your Republican Party is stupid. I don't get quite how they couldn't use a little of their energy now. It's just the way it works. Wow. Uh, it's just the way it works. You, you Javier Becerra is a monster. Jesus. You can only get people to pay attention to to one, sometimes two, but they used it all up on her and whatever. Wow. But yeah, he's a monster, and uh, he is now... With with zero qualifications, least qualified by far ever to be Secretary of Health and Human Services, and an extremist on a number of things that are important, he got confirmed. Anyway, That's really his only qualification, that he's pro-infanticide. That's astonishing. That's terrible. Anyway, the AstraZeneca vaccine was declared safe by the EU. What is going on over there? A whole bunch of countries had suspended its use over fears about blood clotting issues. So I don't know if they're going to start taking it again or if you'll have... I mean, they're already way more hesitant than the average American to take the vaccine. I doubt this news cycle helped that. I got the Pfizer one yesterday. It's fine. My arm's just a little sore where they punctured it, but they did jab a needle into it. Uh, my friend, a good friend of mine who actually had the vid, uh, 100% sure, but he wasn't documented to have it. I could tell you the story, but trust me, he had it. Um, his job still makes him get vaccinated. He got the J&J. The one dose, the one and done, and was bragging about it to me. He said he feels significant. He got it yesterday, too, just coincidence. He feels significantly worse from the vaccine than he did from the COVID. Is there any reason that getting the vaccine when you've had the COVID, does that make you sicker? Too many antibodies or something? Well, well, just, yeah, it doesn't make you sicker. It just fires up your immune system so much. You get all sorts of symptoms that make you feel like you're sick. Um, I don't know. That's an interesting question. Yeah, I just wonder if having had it already, if... That made it worse. Well, maybe, yeah, his immune system said, wait a minute, I know this one. Yeah. And went crazy. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, this just in, because uh, Biden's people are meeting with Xi's people with the first heavyweight meeting between the United States and China since Biden took over. And according to the New York Times, uh, Biden's co- Biden people are completely awake to the evil intentions of President Xi. Thank and God. No misconceptions at this point. 
China's foreign ministry denounces recent attacks against Asian Americans and knocks police violence against Black Lives Matter protesters. The uh, the Chinese <laughs> government is trying to make the argument that we're actually an evil, racist, out of control country. That's as, hilarious. As pushback to us, so 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 it'll make it'll sound on the world stage. Uh, well, the United States claims they are. They claim the United States is. You know, whatever. Um, right. Right. That's what you're hoping for. Yeah, people don't want to sort through it. Right, yeah. Misinformation has been going on forever. Uh, You know, we've been doing it in various countries for a long time, but they're so uh, hip to the the technology of it and so quick now that they have buildings full of Chinese intelligence officers just watching the headlines in the U.S. and finding any way they can to turn us against each other so we can't unify to the threat that China poses. It's clever, but it's evil. Elliot Page's rapid transformation from a woman to a man looks like an alarming cry for help. A headline in The Federalist. Mm. I don't know if I agree or not, but she is on the cover of Time magazine. I know she would be he. He's on the cover of Time magazine. I know he's on the cover of Time magazine because I saw it on a website. The cover of every magazine I've seen in recent years, I've seen on the Internet. Well, I, I think it's quaint that you even call it Time magazine. Yeah. It's time.com. Well, they, they have a picture of the actual magazine. That's quaint. Why? With a picture of him on there. <laughs> For whom? <laughs> Just show me the picture. I don't know. Even my my parents, or the 80-year-old set, read their news on the Internet. Right. Well, it must be serious. Look, it's on the cover of a magazine. Said nobody since, like, 2004. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, back to the actor from the delightful Umbrella Academy series. Or uh, um, Juno, an actress. if you go way back then. Oh, yeah, great movie. Charming. Because I thought she then was, yeah, just fantastic in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Hard not to like. Yeah. Well, that's, so do the, does the Federalist explain why they I didn't read the just, article. Yeah. Um, but so she had, he, now he had a girlfriend. It was a, a lesbian couple, but then uh, she recognized she was a man and trans- uh, trans transitioned into being a man and broke up with her girlfriend. Yes, or somebody left somebody. Yeah, hope those two crazy kids can work it out. Yeah, and okay. Yeah, I hope it turns out all right. It's obviously someone who is really struggling, and I wish him happiness. echo it's haunting (laughs) here's your host for final thoughts joe getty how about a final thought from everybody on the crew he's our technical director pushing all the buttons michelangelo final thought all right jack here's how you handle these teenagers you take a male friend with you you put fake blood in his hair and you hold a broken skateboard in your hand and you have the male friend say i'm sorry i tried to sell drugs to your son there you go you know scare him i like it that's creative uh positive sean is our producer he's a non-fungible token newly minted millionaire sean <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll check the math on that get back to it tomorrow uh excited to uh go meet my mom for lunch today just uh just kind of a calm day just uh yeah just lovely cool. haven't seen her for a little bit so that's gonna be nice you're gonna eat inside a restaurant uh no no, no probably just something at, at, at her place oh okay jack a positive a final thought rather for the folks maybe i'll hire a bi- bodyguard because it was pretty convenient just letting my son go to the skateboard park by himself but now i don't know 
you going to hire your son a bodyguard? Uh, well, I don't want him to feel that way. I'll hire one that just kind of, you know, tails him. Stays oh. far away. Just around in case you need it. That's not weird at all, is it? <laughs> no, it's great parenting. It's just fine. Uh, my final thought is... You know what? I changed my mind. Oh my final thought is, if you're getting forced to go to the, the crazy woke education training, remember about the website counterweightsupport.com. Counterweightsupport.com. Helen Pluckrose founded it. It's all about support for if they're trying to indoctrinate you and you don't like it. And we'll have a link at armstrongyogetti.com so you can find it easily. It's counterweightsupport.com. Oh, we didn't get to another one of your heavyweight epidemiologists said the same thing Scott Gottlieb said, that we're close to being out of this thing. Yes! With the vaccine and the number of people who've had it, it's going to be over in weeks. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I'm wearing a stupid should hurt t-shirt. You should own one, too. At the website. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Go away. A lot of chicanery. Okay. We just don't want to see that. It was a bizarro speech in a biz- in this bizarro world. And I truly and deeply apologize for it. But when you go out and you basically take out a bazooka to kill an ant. Hi-ya. Particularly nauseating. That certainly sounds stupid. Bravo. I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry. No. Oh, glory, Absolutely diabolical behavior. Come on now. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.